Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. And Kieran, I didn't so much as jaywalk after I met you. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've seen you do it in the meantime, so that's not true. No, you true. didn't. You must, have been, you must have been confusing me with somebody else who looked like me. Maybe. But if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler, kind of. It certainly is because what we do on this show is we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster or a movie like this one. And <laughs> we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible And then when the movie comes out We go back and revisit it And see how close we got to actually predicting it Which is what we're doing today It's exactly what we're doing today Because this week we're going back and looking at how well we did With predicting the plot of Honest Thief The Liam Neeson vehicle Now something we like to point out at the start of these episodes as well Is that this isn't necessarily a review of Honest Thief So we're not going to go over the plot beat by beat So we're only going to relate what we said in our plots To what actually happened in the movie So there may be certain plot elements that we skip over. So if you haven't seen the movie and you really want to, I don't mind if you skip it this week, but if you haven't seen the movie and you really want to, you're worried about spoilers, please, I recommend you watch the movie first before continuing with this review. But more importantly, if you haven't listened to our original Honest Thief episode from all the way back in 2020, I'd suggest listening to that first because... As I said, we're only going to relate what we said in that original episode to what actually happened in the movie. Yeah, you get robbed of context. That's right, and you get robbed of content too. There were so many great sex jokes in that episode. Yes. I have no idea why we were feeling so dirty that episode. He said one line in a sexual manner, well, not in a sexual manner, that we (laughs) took in a sexual manner, and we just ran with it. I'm looking forward to revisiting Cumplay. (laughs) That's going to be a mess. So, let's get into- Literally a mess. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's get into talking about Honest Thief. So, Uh the movie was actually released theatrically and not on video on demand, like I originally said in that original episode. I kept saying over and over again that the movie wasn't going to theatres, when in actuality, it did go to theatres. I don't know if it came to theatres here at the same time as it did elsewhere, uh, but it certainly didn't come to video on demand, because I was certainly looking for it on the weekend of release on video on demand, and I couldn't find it anywhere. And then I did a bit of research, which I should have done when I recorded that original episode. <laughs> Who needs research? And found that it wasn't actually available on video on demand. So I'm sorry that I lied to everybody. I just didn't have my facts straight that episode. So with that in mind, Matty D, how much do you reckon this movie made in the worldwide box office? And keep in mind that it came out during COVID. It was during the sort of like later half of the year, so... Lockdowns were starting to end and people were slowly returning to the cinema. So it was post tenant. It was a post tenant time. So how much do you reckon it made? Ninety five million dollars. Did you want to know the budget before you oh, yeah. throw What's out the and say no guess like that? The budget was thirty million dollars. Okay. The budget was that. Ninety five million dollars. Is that your final guess? Yes. Okay, fair enough. Well, you're not even close because the movie made $31.3 million. Oh, that hurts. So it made $1.3 million over its budget. That hurts. Oh, man, it didn't do well at all. No, nobody saw this movie. Uh, Well, you could say, oh, they made their budget back, but no, that's a failure. As we've learned, if you make your budget back, if you just eked over, that's a failure because you're not going to reap back those uh, advertising costs and whatnot, distribution costs, whatever they have. We're not experts on distribution. So there's not going to be an Honest Thief 2, everybody. I don't think there's room for an Honest Thief 2. Everything was sort of wrapped up at the end of this plot. Oh, you know, they could he could get out of jail and he could yeah, ha- he could be forced to break out of jail. Circumstances <laughs> force him to break out of jail and he's back on the run again. I'm coming for you. Or maybe again. he, he w- it's like catch me if you can. It's the end of catch me if you can. He yeah. now works as an advisor for the FBI, catching another bank robber. And like there's, a- yeah, there's another notorious bank robber and he has to sort of track him down Silence of the Lamb style. That would be cool. <laughs> we we could just do a special episode on an honest thief secret. And Hulk Hogan is the bank robber done. Yes. Oh, perfect. Everything's tying back together. Great. 
Great. All right. So another thing I wanted to say, something else that we didn't quite get right in that original episode. We said that Jeffrey Donovan's character's name was Agent Tom Myers, when in the actual movie, his name is Sean Myers. Now, that's not necessarily (laughs) our fault. So in that original episode, we kept joking and we were like, how can they have two characters called Tom? So that was a little bit of misinformation. Somewhere along the line in the pre-release material, someone made a mistake and they said that his name was Tom instead of Sean. So when we refer to Sean Myers in that original episode, it is the person who is Tom Myers, if that makes sense. Right. And we thought it was crazy that they would have two characters with the same name. I thought that was like really, you know, really- Well, we thought there might be a thematic reason for it as well. Yeah, yeah. There's got to be a clever reason. Two Toms of the same stone. No, but it is actually just Sean, which is probably as close as you can get to sounding like Tom anyway. Tom, Sean. Anyway, let's get into saying how well we did. Matty D, would you care to explain our point system to anybody who may not be familiar? Absolutely, because we are honest thieves. That's right. Uh, We're going to be stealing uh, points from each other left, right and centre in this episode. (laughs) We take a look at the predictions that we made in the original episode, which is why you should listen to that original episode. And what we do is with each other's plot, we break it down with everything that we said. And we look at every point that we said and we grade it. So if you got something completely right that there was no information from either the trailer or the promotional material, you get two points. Mm -hmm. If you got something that you saw in the trailer, which is a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you get... Because this trailer gave a lot. It was the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. You get one point, which is fair. And if you kind of got something that's on the right track, but not really quite accurate to the movie, mm-hmm. we, we give each other half a point. That's right. And if we got something wrong, it's zero points. And we tally all those points up and we can decide between the two of us- Definitively. Who was close to the movie. That's right. And I'm looking forward to finding out that this week, because this is another circumstance. We've had a lot of these recently where I think we're basically neck and neck. Where it, this is going to be tight, I think. Because, all right, just to spoil it a little bit early, I think between the two of us, we got the- the whole movie in a nutshell. Yes. But between us, uh, like separately, I don't think we were entirely close. So I think Matty D got elements that I didn't get and vice versa. Yes. So you went first in that original episode, Matty D. So let's break down what you said and see if it actually matches up with the movie. Are you excited? Are you keen? Uh, I am. I'm keen. So, Kieran, I think this episode might be an example of our arrogance and laziness might have got the better of us because we came into this not confident, but we didn't... We said this was very much a cut and dry movie. We didn't give this movie a lot of respect. No. I think. And I remember deservedly so. We'll I don't know. We'll I remember I came in with a paragraph. You were making fun of me for it. Yeah. We we did not. No, you, do- had, you didn't even have a paragraph. You had five talking points <laughs> on a half a that piece of paper I, that I somehow elaborated it's on because I kept asking you questions and you had to keep giving answers. <laughs> It's like an improv game. I'm just like yes. making it up. I did this. Gosh, I backed you into some corners. I can't wait to get into Ooh. it. So let's see if it paid off for me, though. So you said that the movie will open cold and we're introduced to Tom Carter, whose name is Tom Dolan in the actual movie, by the way. Tom Carter is his pseudonym. And we see that he lives a mundane, boring life. Now, you actually made a point as well that you were absolutely positive <laughs> that the movie won't open with Tom robbing banks. Yeah. You said that we won't see him robbing banks at all in the movie. <laughs> And you said that Tom is quiet and doesn't speak to a lot of people. We'll see him grocery shopping. We'll see him watching TV and just generally doing day-to-day activities this alone. This is what you want from a heist movie. Yeah, this is how you want all action movies to start. Yes. Would you say this is an action movie? I guess you would. Yeah, I think so. It's not anything else, technically. I, 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 I wouldn't even call it a heist yeah, movie. Yeah, now that I think about it, there's no real heist that happens, so I guess it's not a no. heist movie. No. It's a love story. It's a love story. It's a love You're story. right. Absolutely. I'm not even joking. There you go. I guess that makes a lot of sense. A love action movie. <laughs> and not the porno kind. So, 
Everything that you said there, that, maybe. Was, that sounded really nice. That sounded like a beautiful way to start a movie. But none of that happened in the movie whatsoever. So the movie actually opens. We see um, like a montage of Tom robbing banks, essentially. And when we, we see this with newspaper reports, news footage, as well as a little bit of voiceover I from- know. From uh, TV anchors. The the Maddie D trope of yes. playing the news articles in the background. And the one time I don't guess that, and you're always like, they never do that in a movie. And they did it in this they movie. They did it in this movie. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. So you thought that the movie was going to present him being a bank robber as a big twist. Yes. Several minutes, sort of about 15, 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah. So you thought it would be sensible to start the movie where we don't know he's a bank robber unless we watch the trailer. We don't know. Well, unless we read the title of the movie. <laughs> I was kind of thinking of uh, like Antebellum and a few other movies we covered that almost treated the audience like they didn't watch the trailer and yeah. let the twist Bloodshot. play out like that. Yes. Bloodshot is a great example. Absolutely. Next, you said that Tom meets a girl at a delivery service. Okay, all right. They gave you enough shit for that in the original episode. Okay, it wasn't a delivery service. While he's picking up a package. (laughs) Bow, chicka, wow, wow. (laughs) And they have great chemistry straight away. I gave you half a point for that because he does meet a girl while he's dropping off a package. He is, he is. She actually manages a self-storage facility, though, in the actual I mean, she delivers people's stuff to them. No, she doesn't. Kind of. Not at all. Interestingly enough as well, I noticed while listening back to your plot, you don't actually call any by name for a very long time. You actually refer to her by name twice in your whole plot, but you just call her she or her or the oh. girl <laughs> Well, through most of your plot. So okay. that's very respectful excuse, to women. Excuse me, Kieran. What other female cast member is there? There was at least four. So there was Raymond's wife. There was oh, barely. a woman credited as sexy nurse. Can you, oh, it actually might have been cute nurse now that I think about it. If you look on IMDb, there's a character <laughs> referred to as cute nurse. And I was just like, I don't remember that character, but I guess they were in the movie. That was the character's name? So, like, yeah. were they auditioning? It's like, you're not cute enough to be the yeah, cute exactly. nurse. Yeah, exactly. I like to imagine that was the case. Or she just, like, when she got the role, it just said nurse. And then when she was watching the movie in the credits, it just said cute nurse. And she was like, hello. <laughs> Someone took a Wait, fancy. Is that, would that, that would have had to be the nurse that they spoke to to find... Yes, that's her, right. right? Yeah, to find, yeah, her, she, <laughs> she. To find Annie when uh, Tom's going into the hospital looking for her. Or maybe the, the one where he runs in carrying her and he goes, you know, oh, uh, uh, my girlfriend's been hurt. And she goes, let me get some details from you. And he's like, no, no, no. The cute nurse, please. <laughs> he sees some policeman and runs off. But yeah, I just thought it was weird that you didn't mention her name at all. So I think it was just lucky that we mentioned her beforehand. Cause I think we Otherwise, all... wouldn't know who, who she was. We all knew who I was talking about. I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't affect your points at all. You said that we'll see Tom and Annie go on a cute dinner date where Tom knows the waiters at the restaurant. <laughs> Nothing like this happens in no. the movie at all. No, 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 no. Not No holds barred here. You said that Annie will tell Tom about her aspirations about travelling abroad, but Tom makes it clear that he can't travel due to having a shady past. Uh, now, that's not really the case at all either. Annie is actually studying psychology. She shows no interest in travelling abroad at all. And uh, we don't really see their initial relationship either. So we jump from them meeting to a year in the relationship. Yeah, in the I, I guess. Yeah, you're right. We we get to see them at the start of their relationship, and then and then yeah, the blanks yeah. are kind of filled in, but we don't see it. You're right. Yeah, that's right. And they don't. It's not something they really explore in the movie. It's all shorthand. Yes. You said that Tom is very guarded about his past and doesn't mention anything to Annie about it. Gave you a point for that. That's basically the case. We see it in the trailer, and we True. see it in the trailer. You said that at this point in the movie, we won't know that Tom is a bank robber. As we already said, they established that the, in the actual movie, they established straight away that he is a bank robber. So, in actuality, we do know he is a bank robber. 
You said that Tom calls the police of his own accord and reveals that he is the famous in and out bandit. True. Gave you a point for that because uh, technically it's the FBI, but you know, you seemed confused by the difference between police and FBI in the, the original episode, but it doesn't affect your points at all. Yeah, they're, they're all the authorities. And it's what we see in the trailer as well. Yes, we do see that in the trailer. So you said that the FBI is skeptical of Tom's story since other people have claimed to be the in and out bandit before. I watched the trailer twice because I'm like, where the fuck did he get this from? Yeah. Watched it twice. They do not mention that at all. So you get oh, two points. Yes, that's good. It's not in any of the pre-release material either. That's surprising. So that was just something that was actually in the movie that you guessed. I couldn't believe it. I'm guessing by your excitement that there's not a lot of two points yeah, going around here. Just wait. Well, you may be surprised. So you said that Tom insists that he's telling the truth by telling Agent Sam Baker about the money he has stored in self-storage units. I gave you a point for that because we see that in the trailer. You said that Tom tells the FBI that he wants to meet in a hotel since it is, quote, neutral ground, like it's John Wick or something like that, and he doesn't want them to know where he lives. Now, I gave you two points for that because he does actually want to meet in a hotel because he doesn't want them to know too much about his personal life in case it goes south, and he doesn't want his girlfriend involved at all, so he's keeping her as clear as possible. But the whole neutral ground thing is just straight from John Wick and isn't an element in this movie. (laughs) Neutral ground, it's where FBI agents and criminals can hang out without sort of repercussions. Well, I meant like a safety area, but yes, true. Well, it is a line straight from John Wick. It as well. is. Consecrated ground. You said that Tom asked the FBI for a minimal sentence since he's met a girl and wants to start fresh. Gave you a point for that because it's something we see clearly in the trailer. You said that Tom. Uh, Tom Baker. <laughs> the doctor himself. You said that Sam Baker sends two cops to investigate the storage locker, and they are John Nivens and Raymond Hall. Now, it's a storage unit and not a storage locker. I don't know how he'd fit all that money in a single locker, <laughs> but close enough. And as I already mentioned, they are FBI agents and not cops. But like I said, you were confused. Can't hold that against you. You said that both Nivens and Hall... Here we go. This is something we're going to have to talk about. You said that both Nivens and Hall are disgruntled with the FBI and think they deserve more than they're currently getting. You specifically said that they're both unhappy with their positions and think that the job sucks. Now, I gave you half a point. Okay. I was very close to not giving you any points at all because I didn't think that was really evident in the movie. But I gave you half a point because they don't seem to hate their jobs at all before they find the money. And Raymond certainly isn't corrupt beforehand, or he doesn't seem disgruntled well, at all. Uh, but Nivens reveals that he has stolen money from crime yes, scenes in the past. Yeah. So while he isn't disgruntled, he certainly is corrupt in some way. Yeah, they've taken money before. Not this amount of money, not but Raymond. both- Raymond hasn't. Raymond Holt? Um, yeah, he says he's never taken money. I thought there was a scene in which- Nivens so, says, says, don't act like you've never taken yes. money. And basically, Raymond says, I've never done anything like no, that. No, he says, this is different. Yeah, but he didn't say specifically, yes, I have taken money in the past. And it doesn't impact your points at all. Well, so. yeah. So, I, I thought what I took away from that is he's taken little things. It's ambiguous. I presume yeah. that he didn't just because of the kind of character he was. Well, but then- Because he was so guilt-ridden about it. Why would Well, he Hall, did kill a man. He was yes. involved in killing a man. But yeah. But then why would Hall go along with it if, if he didn't- you know, if Nivens because Niven sells him. it to him that you don't have to worry about your children's future ever again for the rest of your life, and he thinks that sounds like a great idea, and he's like, "Let's do it." Yeah. In the trailer, I love how they painted in the trailer like <laughs> Nivens is like, "No one will ever know that this money's missing," and it cuts to Hall and goes, "Let's do it." Like, there's no hesitation in the trailer, <laughs> making them both look like scumbags. Where in the actual movie, he has a little bit more dimension than that. Yeah. So Hall, it's, he, he kind of. He guilt- feels guilty about it, but he has the family, so he's thinking about yeah, that's providing right. for his family. Nivens, I think, you know, you could say is disgruntled, but they don't really- Yeah, that's not I something kinda, that's obvious in the movie. Yeah, I kind of saw it because that's what I predicted, but it doesn't really say it in the movie. No. I was watching it trying to see that angle when I watched the movie a second time. I've seen yeah. the movie twice now, by the way. I think you're the same. Yes, yes, I have. 
And I was trying to see that angle, but I just, I, I, I mean, it was less so this second there, time around. There was that scene that Niven said, don't get angry at me if a few years from now you'll be like, you know, kicking shit. And, like, yeah, you're your right. Life. Yeah, that's why I gave you half the point. Yeah. So you said that Nivens and Hall find part of the money in Tom's storage unit. I watched the trailer twice again because I'm like, how did Manny D know that there was only part of the money in the in the storage? He's not going to give him all the money. Gave you two points because it's only three million dollars of the nine million that Tom promised, and that was nowhere in the marketing material at all. I couldn't believe it. Well done. Pretty smart for a guy that confuses cops with FBI. Yeah, and storage units with storage <laughs> lockers, like the coin lockers. You said that Nivens and Hall decide to take the money for themselves since nobody else would ever know. Gave you a point. Of course, we knew that going in. You said that Nivens and Hall return to Tom and demand to know where the rest of the money is. And Tom protests that he's just trying to do the right thing. Two points. Nice. Again, there was no way that you could have known that they didn't find all the money. It wasn't clear. There was only one trailer for this movie. There was no way that you could have known in advance that only some of the money was in the storage unit. Mind you, he just has another unit next door with the rest of the money. <laughs> yeah, they don't. So it's not too far away. <laughs> it's, under, it's under Tom Marta. <laughs> I guess I kind of thought there had to be a way to have a bargaining chip. Yes, and they needed to need they needed to confront him. No, I thought it was a good guess because that's just not clear from the pre-release material and you, you know, you would just presume that the movie's a little bit dumber than that and wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't consider that angle. So well done there again. You said that in the hotel room Sam Baker would arrive and is shot to death by Nivens. Gave you a point for that very clear in the trailer. And you said that the two agents attempt to kill Tom, but Tom escapes out a window. Gave you a point and a half for that because Tom technically tackles Nivens out of the window. He doesn't just leap out of the window and run down the street. (laughs) There is a bit of a scuffle there. Yeah. You said that Tom goes straight to Annie's house to rescue her. I gave you half a point for that because Annie just happens to be outside the hotel when he comes through the window. (laughs) And this is the first time you mentioned Annie by name. So you were this far in your plot before you actually said what her name was. So there you go. You said that Tom takes Annie to an old criminal associate who will help them stay hidden. This is very John Wick. No such character exists in the movie at all, so no points there. Now, so you actually mentioned as well that the associate will be played by Jasmine Jones, but in the actual movie, she is Raymond's wife. Oh, right. Now, they're actually husband and wife in real life as well. Oh, really? Because they met on the set of, of all things, Hamilton. Oh, I thought you because were going to remember, Steve. No, because remember I said Raymond ah. was in Hamilton and we thought it was weird that there was another cast member who was also in Hamilton. That's kind of cute. But yeah, they did Hamilton together. They got married and they did this movie where they played Aww. real life and on screen husband and wife. You said that agent Sean Myers, we called him Tom Myers, starts pursuing Tom, who has been brought in as a no-nonsense agent who always gets his man. Think Tommy Lee Jones in The Fugitive. I gave you half a point for that because... In actuality, Myers is a down on his luck FBI agent. Yes. He's just gone through a divorce. He carries a dog around with him for most of the movie. And he goes after Tom since Baker was his longtime partner and he thinks that Tom has murdered him. Yes. And he's and he, he's a hardworking he's a hardworking agent, but he's not that cold. No. He's he's got a heart. That's right. And that wasn't obvious from the trailer either. So I no. can see why you might have thought that, because it's Jeffrey Donovan. Yeah, he does these characters a lot. Speaking of the devil, you said that Myers thinks that Tom killed Baker. Gave you a point there, because that's in the trailer. You said that Tom remains in phone contact with Nivens throughout the rest of the movie. Gave you a point for that, because he calls him a couple of times. <laughs> but you sort of made out, like, for the rest of the movie, that it was going to be a big chase, and he was on speakerphone the whole time with Nivens. Yeah, which isn't the case at all. Which isn't the case. You said that Tom finally confesses his past to Annie, and she has a hard time believing it. Gave you a point for that. We see that in the trailer, though. Yeah. You said that we have a lot of action at this point. Which- <laughs> With car chases, there you go, a point there. And nice. building jumping. No building jumping, unfortunately, so you just get a point there. Boo. You said that Tom wants Nivens to leave him alone, so he transfers him all the money he has in his bank account. 
That doesn't happen at all. Here, have all my money. There you go. Now go away. It might take between one to five business days to come through. <laughs> that doesn't happen. You said that Niven takes all the money for himself and kills Hall. He's just like, wow, can you believe this, Hall? Tom Carter just sent me a shitload of money. Uh, by the way, you're not getting any bang. He does kill Hall, though. I gave you two points because Nivens does kill Hall, but only because Hall and Tom confront Nivens later in the movie, yes. and uh, Hall essentially just becomes a human shield in a gunfight. Yeah, they have a fight, they have an argument. The context right. is completely wrong, but two Nivens points does regardless. kill. Because just so we know, he's the bad guy, you know, he's got to kill the- Because the- I didn't predict that Nivens would kill Hall at all in my plot, so you were way, you were, oh. you were way closer to you that You predicted factor. something way more exciting. Yes. You said that Hall was always the character who was unsure about taking the money and committing crimes. He oh, was nice. always the nervous guy who was going like, oh, I don't know, Nivens, I don't know if we should be doing this. Gave you two points because, like I said earlier, that wasn't obvious in the trailer at all. They made him look like he was a scumbag in the trailer when yeah. he actually had a little bit of heart in the actual movie. So two points, well deserved. You said that Annie hides in a safe house while Tom prepares for them to leave the country. There's no safe house. Tom isn't preparing for them to leave the country. I must say, Kieran, this is going a lot better than I thought. Yeah, I was actually surprised listening back. I I thought you did a terrible job, but I was like, actually, it's not too bad. You said that Nivens finds Annie in her safe house and shoots her, but not fatally. So it gave you half a point for that because Nivens finds Annie at her work in the self-storage unit. And well, not in the unit, in the office at the self storage yes. units. And he beats her to within an inch of her life and then goes to shoot her, but he doesn't just, you know, go into a safe house and bam, shoot her, but, you know, walk away. It's not the case in the actual movie. You said that Tom takes Annie to hospital, gave you a point for that. You said that Tom calls Nivens and swears revenge, saying, I'm coming for you. Gave you a point for that because that was the highlight of the trailer <laughs> and most likely the highlight of the movie. It's the tagline of the movie. You looked up from your tax to, <laughs> to see that bit. So in the hospital, you said that Tom wires explosives in front of Annie. Gave you a point for that, because close enough, it's actually in Tom's house and not the hospital, but this oh. does happen, but we see it in the trailer. Was going to give you half a point, but I was like, well, whatever, close enough. He said that Tom tells Nivens to meet him in Tom's house, and Nivens arrives to find that Tom has wired his own house with <laughs> explosives. Gave you half a point for that, because Tom actually wires Nivens' house with does, explosives yes. in the actual movie. <laughs> he said that over the phone, Tom tells Nivens to confess before blowing up his own house. I just, I just bought this house. <laughs> um, <laughs> Gave you half a point for that because it's the, the scene happens, but it's in Niven's house, not yeah. Tom's house. And I was just thinking, because I was like, how would he have gotten into Niven's house and done all this? But then I'm like, oh, he's the In-N-Out Bandit. Oh, <laughs> yes. Sorry, the in yeah, the In-N-Out Bandit is his name, yes. not the In-N-Out Burglar. I was like, oh, okay, yes, of course he can do that. Yes. Simple residential <laughs> That's house. That's his fine expertise. <laughs> and his other expertise is bombs. <laughs> so it's the two things he's really good at. Interestingly enough, in your plot, Nivens ambiguously escapes the explosion. You never say how he gets... You just say that he goes, oh! And next thing you know, they're having a car chase. <laughs> so I'm presuming like he dove out a window or something, like they're out the door, well, like in see, the actual movie. We see in the trailer he does. You don't say anything. I, don't, I must not have said it. No. You said that we have another car chase with Tom and Nivens. I gave you one for that because there's a couple of car chases between them in the movie. I gave you a point for it earlier, but you know, since there's more than one car chase, you deserve more that's, than one that's point. That's very generous. That's very generous. You said that Nivens causes Tom to crash his car like he's the penguin in the Batman (laughs) and has Tom dead to rights. Doesn't happen at all in the movie. You said that Nivens brags to Tom about how he got away with everything. But Tom reveals that he is on the phone with Agent Meyer, who has heard everything that Nivens has said. Gave you a point and a half for this. Oh, okay. Because earlier in the movie, Tom has Hall record Nivens' confessions that he killed Agent Baker via a hidden mobile phone. So Agent Hall, when he was confronting uh, Agent Nivens with Tom, Underneath his clothes, he was wearing a mobile phone with a little lapel mic attached to it, and he was using that to record Agent Niven's confession. Yes. 
So he was recording him on the phone and he did give that recording to Maya. So that's why you get a point and a half because it's very close to what actually happens. Yeah, it is. It is kind of close. And, and, you know, there were other things that incriminated Nivens, but... That's right. But that's what pushed it over the edge and proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that Nivens did kill Sam Baker and had stolen the money for himself. Yeah. And I think you were closer than me in that regard, so which is why I gave you a point and a half. Yes, Myers didn't. <laughs> anyway, we'll get into yeah, we'll it. we'll get into it. You said that Myers offers Tom a minimum sentence and they donate all the money he stole to charity. <laughs> Originally, you were like, oh, they give Tom part of the money because they're like, well done. You can have some of this money you stole from innocent people back. But then you change your mind. You're like, no, 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 no. Actually, they donate all the money to charity. What nice, nice FBI agents. Now, I didn't give you any points for that <laughs> because in the actual movie, we never actually find out what happens to Tom after he hands himself in. We don't know if he gets a minimum sentence, even though Agent Meyer, Agent Myers does promise that. But is, his, is it Meyer or Myers? I'm mixing it up with Halloween here. Uh, I thought it was Meyer. I think it is Meyer. But yeah, so we don't know what happens to Tom after he hands himself in. The movie just sort of ends on that note. So I can't give you any points since we don't know what happens. Yeah, I mean, we can assume that he goes to jail. But yeah, but we can assume that he doesn't go to jail either. He just runs off. He's just yeah, like, exactly. Bye. After he hugs Annie, he just like clocks Agent Meyer in the face and goes, see ya. <laughs> and you said that the movie will end with Tom visiting Annie in hospital where he gives her some flowers. Of Aww. course, that doesn't happen because the movie ends sort of ambiguously with Tom hugging Annie. So no points there. So that was everything you predicted. So out of my five points, my five dot points, how yeah. how how did I go? You managed to turn five dot points, which could have easily just been five points, into a total of thirty-five points. Oh wow! Which is probably the best you've done in a little while. That is good. That is which uh, I'm very surprised at, given that you you know. Okay, I'll tell you what. You didn't get a lot of the like the plot beats, but you got a lot of the character motivations, and you got a lot of like the the big twists in the scenes, which I was very impressed with. So, which is why you got a decent amount of points. Still not in the forties or fifties, but yeah, thirty five is is nothing to sniff at. No, no, and I guess especially given that it started with you saying he will absolutely not be ever shown to be robbing banks. <laughs> yes, yeah, I think I think. You know, I didn't pick up things on the trailer, so I lost yeah. out on a lot of one points, but I went out on a limb and just based my prediction on a lot of tropes and my yeah. instincts, and that's where I got a and few two worked. points. So there we go. I'm very proud of you too, because you Thank didn't even you. beg for any more points like you usually do in this episode. <laughs> like I usually do. Yeah, I'm being good. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm accepting it. Well, I'm happy with that. I didn't think I would have done that well, to be honest. Okay, there you go. All right. Well, let's go into your prediction. Yes, please. And admittedly, you didn't care too much. For this movie, you're predicting this movie, yeah. and I believe you had a short prediction as well. I think That's we were both right. short on time, and we we're just like, "Fuck, honestly, we'll just yeah, we'll just write whatever." Well, we looked at the trailer, and we're like, "Well, this movie is really obvious where it's going." We and said cut and dry. Yes. We said paint by numbers. We used all of our favorite sayings to say that this movie would be unoriginal, and who knows, did it did it turn out to be? But here's what you predicted. Now, you said that the movie would open with a cold open, mm-hmm. correct, Amundo, and that it would start with a daring bank heist, which shows. Uh, Tom Carter, Tom yep. Dolan, I believe Tom is his Dolan, actual yep. name. Dolan Duck. <laughs> He's, uh, you know, going through the motions of robbing a bank, mm-hmm. which is correct. Yep, that's right. I give you a point for that. A point? Yeah, that's fair enough. Because it was it in, in the trailer. The trailer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but well done for guessing it, because yep. I didn't. <laughs> no. All right. And you also, you mentioned in this opening scene, 
Tom would use homemade bombs mm-hmm. and his fancy hacking skills to get in and out of sort of the banks, which I give you yeah. two points for. I mean, we could kind of assume he that uses that's the social case. hacking skills. <laughs> yes. Well, not because just conveniently throughout the three years that he was robbing banks, he always managed to find banks that had a vacant building next door. <laughs> and no one pieced that together. It's no like, one pieced it together. And he did it on a Friday and a long weekend. I might be like, huh, there's a pattern here. Yeah. No. Um, the FBI yeah. never picked up on that. No, no, they're terrible. They're, they're awful yeah. at their jobs. They're busy getting divorced and being corrupt. <laughs> they're looking, they got a dog to look after. Yeah, you know? that's right. Yeah, no. Um, But I, when you said hacking skills, I think there was a lot of elaborate planning to his heist. So that's right. Give you two like points Like I said, for that. social hacking rather than technical yes, hacking. Absolutely. Now you said that Tom hides his money amongst his other belongings in mm-hmm. a storage unit. Congratulations. Yep. You said it was a storage unit one point because that was in the trailer. Yep. <laughs> that I didn't get either. And you said that Tom has a long running flotation. Oh, you got that he stored it in a storing unit. You just didn't realize that Annie worked there. Yes, here we go. We're getting there. You said that Tom has a long running flotation with a lady who works at the self storage unit. Yep, Annie. Give you Please two- say her name. Annie, Annie, and I give you two points for that because there was no real evidence to that. Yeah. I guess it's long running because we know at least it lasts for a year. Yes, yes. Now, I steered you off the wrong direction here because you were like, she works at the storage unit. And I was like, what if she owns the storage yeah. unit, Kieran? And you were like, yeah, I changed my mind. She owns the storage unit. She doesn't own the storage unit. Well, we don't know that. We know she, she manages might. it. Anyway. It, it might be a franchise and she owns that franchise. It doesn't impede your points, but- Oh, good. I was just like, I thought that was funny that you were more accurate until I started speaking. Now, you said that Tom is there every day visiting Annie and also visiting his stuff. In your plot, he asks Annie out on a date and we get to see the growth yeah. of their relationship now, as we already discussed. It's the movie, shorthand in the movie. Yeah, the movie starts with an initial meeting. He drinks Annie's drink, weirdly. Like he no, he sniffs sm- it. He smells her like her As smoothie. she walks into the room and I cringed both times I watched the movie. <laughs> and instead of being like, what the fuck? She's just like, oh, hey, sexy man, you're drinking yeah. my drink. Let me flirt with you now. Sniffing it. That doesn't work. No. <laughs> Kids, that doesn't work. We both tried it after seeing the movie yes, and it, we did, did. it well, both fell on its ass. It worked for We weren't allowed back in our local McDonald's for ages. <laughs> yeah. It's sexual harassment or something. Yeah. But yes. Yes, so so in the movie we they we see their initial meeting, which is like that, and then it flash forwards a year, and they're moving right. in together. Their relationship is already full steam. You kind of thought that we would see moments of their a montage of dates, relationship, going to fancy restaurants. I think there was a scene where Tom hugs Annie, and uh, in the background there's like a chandelier, and I was like, oh, that's what Kieran thought the restaurant was, but it's just the house that they buy. Okay. But anyway, I'll give you half a point for that because you're kind of on the right track. Anyway, uh, you said. That they are in love. And I give you two points because oh. nowhere in the trailer really do they say that. They're in a relationship, but well, are they okay. in love? That's very generous. I think love you, I guess. It could just be fuck buddies. <laughs> could be. Could be. He uh, could not want to commit. He could be like, well, I'm not ready for the L word. Okay. Fair enough. So not everyone's you, Matty D, so it's <laughs> nice of you to presume that. <laughs> hey, it wasn't it wasn't in any of the promotional material. Mm. Tom calls the FBI to confess. He says he wants to make a deal for a reduced sentence. I give you one point because that's in the trailer. Now, you thought that Sam Baker, your assessment on this character was that he was eager to catch Tom Carter, catch Tom Dolan, to impress everybody, that he had like yeah, something to prove. He hadn't had an impressive FBI career and he wanted to make a name for himself, get his name in the paper on TV and impress his family. Yes. So essentially, I stole it directly from Grand Theft Auto V, where <laughs> the FBI character in that game is exactly that. Yeah, so so not really at all. Sam Baker in this movie is like an old, 
Yeah. You know, at, at the at the end of his career, FBI agent. Yeah, he's on the way out. Yeah, everything's kind of, like he's seen everything, he's done everything, and he's just gone through the paces almost. Yeah, he's, not, he's tired. He's, yep. not, he's got nothing to prove. He's not got any agenda. He's just doing this because that's his job. And in fact, when he hears Tom say he's in and out bandit, he doesn't really believe him at the start. He's no. just like, you know, whatever, you know. He makes him work for it, actually. But anyway, in your plot, you said that uh, Sam would send Nivens and Hall to arrest Tom, mm-hmm. uh, and Tom, when they when they confront Tom, shows them where the money is, and they are impressed. I give you uh, two sets of one points yep. because that is the case. They don't really go to arrest Tom. To be fair, they go to talk to Tom because yeah, he that's has right. information. At this point, they don't. They think Tom's crazy. Well, eventually they're going to arrest him. Eventually, yes, but they don't believe Tom in is the movie. Yeah, they the, don't believe him. The In and Out Bandit. So they go there to talk to him to sort of humor him. They go there because they they have to. They go there to check the money, and when they see the money, that's when things all change. Also, I thought that he physically went with them to the self-storage unit and then, like, went away to flirt with Annie. Yes, we get to that. You said while the agents are checking out the storage unit, Tom goes to romance Annie and uh, and has a little kissy, I believe, is what you yeah, said. Yeah, that's right, I said. Uh, while the agents talk about the money themselves. No, does not happen. I, I, no. would, I thought that would be funny. That was a funny idea. It's just like, go in the back there. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's money out there. And he, like, sneaks away and yeah. <laughs> goes to the office and he's like... Smooching her under the bleachers. Yeah. Now, while uh, Nivens and Hall are discussing their schemes, they say that, look, here's an idea. We're going to kill Tom and frame him one point because that's basically the premise of the movie. Now, you were so close. You said that back in Tom's apartment, the agents would turn on him. Now, they do turn on him. We see this in the trailer, but it's actually... In a hotel he's staying right. at. And I think you were toying between the two ideas, but you went- Yeah, when you said it was a hotel, I'm like, of course it's a hotel. It doesn't look like an apartment <laughs> at all. But then I, I stuck to my guns and said an apartment just because I wanted to not copy you. Yeah, good to have some variety here. Yeah. At least one of us can be right. Mm. Now, you said Sam appears during this encounter, wanting to arrest Tom. He's still trying to prove his point in your plot. And he's interrupting this encounter between the other two- poli- Well, not police, the other two yeah, agents. still doing it. And-, and um, and Tom. So, because of this, Nivens, I don't think you specified which one, but it's Nivens shoots Sam. I'll give yeah, you that's right. Two sets of one points there, because this is all stuff we see in the trailer. Then you said that they stupidly tell Tom their whole plan. Doesn't Not really happen. really. I mean, it's sort of implied what they're going to do. I mean, Tom knows, hey, they just shot Sam. They're putting gloves on. Yes, and and I know that they're going to frame me for this. That's probably what they're going to do, and no one's going to believe me. So he knows what's happening, but they don't sit there and go, you know what we're going to do? We're going to shoot this person, or you know, even after they shot him. We're going to frame you for this, yeah. and we're going to take all your money. They don't say that, but he works it out. Now, you said that Tom gets into a scuffle and escapes. I give you two points. Unlike yep. me, you did call that. They do get into a scuffle, and he does fall out the window and escapes. I actually said that he tackles Hall out the window yeah. rather than Nivens. Is it Nivens or is it Hall? I said Hall. Because you said, oh, I bet he tackles Hall out the window. And I said, yeah, he'll definitely tackle Hall out the window. So I was agreeing with you, weirdly enough. And that oh. made me wrong. Oh, was it Nivens that he tackles out yeah, the window? Yeah, that's right. He tackles Nivens out oh, the window. Oh, there you go. Doesn't because later on in the movie, someone says, oh, Nivens, you're limping. And he goes, yeah, that happens when you get tackled out a window. Oh, okay. I, I'm trying to remember that scene, but it doesn't affect your mm. points anyway. Having trouble remembering the movie, huh? <laughs> when did you watch it? Last night. There you go. We'll talk about it. <laughs> Already coming out. Now, after this, you said that Tom calls Annie and tells her everything. He says the FBI are after him, and she agrees not to turn him in. Mm. To the movie's credit, it takes a while for Annie to come around. She does react to this. She's yeah, that's like, right. unhappy with him. And I really like this. She's just like, so you're a criminal? And he's just like, well, not really. But you've <laughs> killed people. Well, not really. <laughs> I like that the movie did this, though. Like, it was kind of refreshing rather than being like, oh, okay, well- Yeah, um, sure. I'll just do whatever you want then. (laughs) 
Um, but yes, so I give you a point because, you know, it wasn't quite the case, but yes, it does happen. In your plot, he tells Annie to lay low so that she doesn't get identified as the girlfriend. This sort of happens in the movie. Yeah, he sends right. her out on a bus trip. Eventually, she comes back, but he's trying to lay yeah, low as right. well. Because she realizes that her footage of uh, Nivens and Hall taking Tom's money, well, the money that Tom stole, mm. will be deleted after 48 hours. And that's the only evidence that they have of Niven and Hall's involvement. Yeah. Now, in your plot, you said that Myers is now assigned to catch the bandit. So, this is where we see him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now that Sam is dead, he was already involved from the start. So, he was already working on this case. He doesn't come in at this point. But you said that Myers has a relationship with Sam. He looks up to Sam and Sam was a mentor to him, which Mm -hmm. I think is correct. So, I'll give you two points there. And that he has now a personal agenda to catch Tom because he's kind of got revenge. I mean, he's not a vengeful guy, but he's certainly affected by his friend's death. That's right. He does specifically say in the movie that Sam Baker was his friend. Yeah. So, yeah, two points. Well done. Um, in In the movie, they're working together. Yeah, that's right. Previous. They're at the same desk, basically. Yeah, pretty much desk buddies. Now, you said that in the middle part of this movie, Tom will dodge Myers at every turn. Not really. I mean, if you include Nivens and Hall. Well, they have a fight and and, then Tom runs away from Myers. Yes. So, that's dodging Myers, quite literally. Well, the impression I got from your plot was that it was happening all the time. I mean, he was avoiding- once. He was avoiding police. He was avoiding FBI. He was avoiding uh, the agents. He was avoiding everything. In the movie, but not Myers specifically. I think there was a, a point or so where, you know, he, he came yeah. after him. And and that's why I give you half a point for that. Because sure. you're kind of on the right track there. It's enough to be kind of correct. Now, you said that Tom confesses his innocence to uh, Maya. I don't even know if it's Myers or Myers anymore. I think it's Maya. Yeah, Tom Maya. And Maya doesn't believe him. Yeah, he doesn't believe him at the start. No. That, that is true. But I give you half a point here because he kind of considers Tom's story a lot more than any reasonable person. That's would. right. So in your plot, so you So when like- he confronts Tom, Maya, they have a scuffle and then Tom brings up a lot of good points. Yes. He says, have you questioned this? Have you looked at this angle? And Maya realizes that he hasn't. And then that leads him to start investigating Nivens and Hall. Yes. Yes. Now, in your plot, you had the idea that he was going to be like an agent. I was like, I don't want to hear what you have to say. You're a murderer. You're a criminal. You're a scumbag. Whatever you say is lies. He says that to start with. Yeah. But uh, but he kind of he kind of listens. He he hears him out. He's like a good cop, good yeah. FBI agent. Yeah, that's right. Now I have a complex over this. <laughs> Nivens and Hall recognize Annie from a photo they see when they're sort of scoping out in your plot. That is when they're scoping yep. out. Uh, well, I said that they work out who she is, maybe from a photo of yeah, her and Tom yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, and they realize that she could finger him. Now this doesn't happen in that way, but they do work out that she's you know yeah, involved. That's right. Well, uh, the FBI do tell. Well, I think it's Maya actually tells. Uh, Nivens and Hall that Annie is uh, Tom's girlfriend, basically. So, I give you a point for that. It doesn't happen in that way, but they do figure it yeah. out. And they realize that that's a, a loose end that they need to tie up. You then say that Nivens attacks Annie in the storage unit, which is correct. Mm-hmm. This does well, happen. Well, in the storage unit office. Storage unit office. You did say storage unit office. I'm just being short with it and yeah. just saying storage unit, but it is in the office. I don't want anyone to picture that they're actually in a storage unit. <laughs> they're fighting in a storage unit. No, it's in the office. They have a, they have a fight. The only difference with your prediction of the actual movie is at this point, Annie doesn't know who they are in your prediction, but in the movie, Annie does know. She knows that they're after no good. She tries to escape. He beats her down and she uses uses scissors to stab him in the legs. That's right. She's trying to escape. So, not quite there, but uh, enough to get your points. What's funny is she gets very close to stabbing him in the penis, and earlier in the movie, he goes, no one's clipping my nuts. (laughs) I thought that was slightly amusing. 
Uh, you said that Nivens beats Annie, which I give you points for because that does happen. Beats mm-hmm. her up that she needs to go to hospital. Speaking of, you said that Tom finds Annie and takes her to hospital. Give you a point because that was in the trailer. You said that Tom calls Nivens, threatens Nivens, and Nivens isn't intimidated. This is true. Yeah. The only difference between your plot to the movies in, in your plot, you said that he gloats over the phone, being like, ha, ha, I beat your wife, yeah. ha, ha, I'm stealing your money. Oh, your girlfriend, sorry. No, it may as well be, you know. <laughs> it's like it's like the one change they made in this movie was like, no, it's his girlfriend, not his well, wife. Uh, they specifically say in the movie that Annie's not ready to commit to marriage. Ah. So she's definitely not his wife. A true love story, a true rom-com this is. Yeah. Uh, or a romantic movie. Yeah. So, yeah. No, the, the point I was going to make was- Rom-com. <laughs> yeah, it was a laugh a minute. <laughs> the, the point I was making is that he doesn't gloat over the phone just because he knows the phone's being tracked. So, Nivens yeah, is very, very right. careful with what he says over the phone. And it almost is like he's rubbing it in by being like, I don't know what you're saying, crazy man. Yeah, that's right. But he never actually does it. So, I'll give you a point for that. Now, you said what, when Annie awakens in the hospital, she's, she's all right, but you- th- you thought that maybe Nivens and Hall would have thought she was dead, so they don't have to worry about her. Yep. Not the case. Um, they just sort of got her out of the way for now, and they're focusing on Tom, and they're just trying to figure out what to do with themselves. There is they- actually a scene where Nivens goes to the hospital and lurks outside Annie's hospital room, like he's waiting for Tom. Yes, that's right. He just gives up and, and then never goes back there, and that gives Tom, who, mind you, is like one of the FBI's most wanted fugitives. He just walks in in a hat. <laughs> Comes in wearing a hat and is unrecognisable to anybody, even the police. (laughs) It's like, who's this guy? Even though there's a police officer who sees Tom Mm. through a car, like, through the car window. That's right. In the bakery van. With his hand over his face. It's like, that's in and out bandit. I recognise that. Well, no, he he recognised the the van that was stolen. He didn't recognise Tom I thought he recognised Tom. No, he recognised the van because the van had been reported stolen. (laughs) That makes way more sense. I was like, how... Someone give this guy a promotion over here. (laughs) Now, you said that Tom tells Annie that he's going to have to take these two corrupt FBI officials down. Annie gives Tom her blessing and says that she wants them to suffer. Now, yes, this does happen. It happens in the trailer, but Annie's not as bloodthirsty as you make her out to be. No. But this does happen. She just so, wants to be there when he takes them down. Yeah, so I'll give she you- doesn't like them. Yeah, so I'll give you half a point for that. Now, you said that Tom finds Hall when he's walking to his car, which is true. It's in his garage, but mm-hmm. it's true. He's walking to his car and sort of confronts him. He doesn't confess to his crime. That's Hall, that is. So, mm-hmm. he says, confess, and Hall says he doesn't want to. And in your plot, you said that Tom blows him up with a car bomb? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, what I meant was that Hall gets into his car, Tom calls him and has a, a, a car bomb in the car while Hall is driving. He doesn't necessarily like pin him up against the car like what happens in the movie. And then when he doesn't confess, Tom hits a button on his phone and the car blows up. Okay, so- That's what I meant. So, I kind of thought that like, in my head, this is how it played out. He confronts Hall. He like pins him to his car. He's like, confess. And Hall's like, no way, Jose. So, I said that Tom confronts Hall while he's in his car. Yes. So oh, okay. I guess you thought like I kinda, he wasn't necessarily so, driving. This is how it played out in my head. He confronts Hall while he's walking to his car and like pins him to the car or whatever and says, oh, confess. And Hall's like, no, I'm not doing that. And then he's like, all right, your funeral, literally, and yeah. like blows up the car next to him and just like blood splatters no, everywhere. that wasn't everywhere. quite what I meant. I was like, that's, that's amazing. Uh, so, not quite the case. But you know what? I give you a point for the confrontation because it does happen. We do see it in the trailer, but it does happen. And I'm going to throw you an additional uh, half a point there because there is a car bomb. It happens with Nivens. Nivens sits at, at, towards the end of the movie. 
uh, Tom creates a car bomb where Nivens drives away, and it's yeah, that's right. It's a dud. It's, it's a, a dud, dud yeah, but because it doesn't have a detonator. But we, but Nivens thinks it's real, so I'll give you half a point because that does play in the movie at sure. the end. Now you said that Tom calls Nivens, telling him that there is a bomb in his house. Mm-hmm. Nivens' yeah. house, not Tom's house. Nivens' house, which is true. It is in Nivens' house. Nivens' ha- true. It is in Nivens' house. That is so hard to say. Nivens' house. Nivens' house. Not Nivens's. <laughs> There's, well, there might be. He might have a family. There he might doesn't. be plural of them. He clearly says he doesn't have a family. <laughs> uh, so at this point, Nivens gloats some more. He brags about it, but he tries to find the bomb and fails to do so. Runs out while the house explodes. To give you a point, that was in the trailer. But mm-hmm. yes, it is. It is his house. You called that correctly. Uh, you said that there's a long car chase between Tom's and Nivens. Tom's and Nivens. Tom's and Nivens. Now, there is car chases that happen between them. There is car chases that happen all the way through the movie. You said this yourself. Yeah. It doesn't happen at this point in the movie, and it's not a real big scene. Well, there's a one-sided car chase because Nivens gets in a car and drives off. Yes. A little bit later in the so. movie, mind I, you. I give you, I give you uh, half a point for that. Um, then oh, you- I gave you a point for car chases. Okay, all right. I'll give you a point for that then. That's that's fair. I guess it, there's enough there that you get a point for it. Now you said that- Also, I didn't mention the, any of the other car chases in my plot at all, so I need at least a point. <laughs> all right, I'll give you the- a point. I'll give you a point. Because it was in the trailer. Yes, that is true. Now, you said that after the car chase, Tom will confront Nivens out of his car and will hold him up at gunpoint. The FBI swoop in to stop him. Nivens confesses to everything. In the actual movie, as I said before, uh, Nivens is in the car. He thinks there's a bomb. He stops. The FBI come to save him from the bomb. They Mm. realize it's a dud, but guess what's in the car? All of the money. Nivens is, you know. And they have the recording as well. And they have the recording. That's what happens. That hallmaid, yeah. But in your movie- Tom has him at gunpoint. Nivens confesses. The FBI all hears him confess and be like, yeah, oh, that's right. Okay, fair enough. And then in a very crazy twist, Sean Myers comes, Maya comes and shoots Nivens. Right yeah, that's gun, right. Like right in the head. Yeah, to get revenge to for him get killing revenge. Sam because we know that Nivens is going to get off with a slap on the wrist. Yes. Not that, the actual case in the movie. Doesn't happen. But I give you, I, I, I like your gusto there. I, I like, because Nivens needs to go, right? And I think like killing him yeah. off would have been cooler <laughs> like that. Well, in the actual movie, Tom kills nobody. Tom like doesn't no. even hurt anybody. No, he doesn't. And that's part of his whole character. Doesn't spend any of the money that he's stolen. Mm. Just squirrels it away. Yeah. Pretty boring bandit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he kind of like acts like a, he, he, he's kind of like a bandit the same way people are like, they build train models. <laughs> yeah, I guess. What do you mean? I have no idea. <laughs> so you're saying like they're train drivers in the same way that like people who build model trains yes. are train drivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a bank robber in the same way. It's like, it's like a hobby for okay. him. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Anyway. Do you remember the reason, by the way, neither of us discussed his motivation behind robbing banks. Do you remember his reason why he started robbing banks in the actual movie? Yeah, he's, uh, his mum got sick and died. That's right. And then his dad got fired so he That's right. and killed himself. And then he robs the company that- Well, the company also embezzled his father's retirement fund. So when his, his father retired, he had no money to retire on. And then I think he committed suicide. I'm yeah. not sure about that. Well, he died either way. Well, he says that- you know, he was his father was in a car accident and there were no skin. Oh marks. yeah, that's right. He drove into a and tree. So yeah, that's right. We were like, okay, he killed himself. So then he robbed the company that. That's right. That he robbed that. the bank that had the money and he stole more money than his father earned, but obviously didn't spend it himself. Didn't spend it he at just all. stole it as revenge, and then he he sort of found it lethargic. So Tom can't relax unless he's in a high stress situation. So he found disarming bombs during the war, whatever war it well, was. Well, he was a Marine, yeah. Yeah, that's right. He found disarming bombs relaxing in a way because it was a high-stress situation. He could die at any moment. And then he found the same comfort in robbing banks. 
He could get caught at any moment, but he was so good that he just got away with it. And that's why he wanted to confess because he, he wasn't doing it for personal gain. He was just doing it to get an adrenaline rush that he was used yeah. to disarming bombs. It was kind of like the whole Breaking Bad thing of like, he, yeah. you enjoy it, you he get a rush. He did because he was it. good at it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now, the last thing you say in your prediction was that uh, Tom goes to jail and is visited by Annie. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, I know you didn't and she give presses me- her boobs against the glass, <laughs> is what <laughs> I said. That does not happen. That does- uh, In a no- better movie, that no- would have happened. <laughs> oh, wait, it did. Midnight <laughs> yes, Express. Yes, Midnight Express. <laughs> yeah. Go watch that movie, everybody. Yeah. I want to plug Midnight Express right yeah, now. Yeah, me too. Because not enough people have watched that movie and enjoy it. It's intense, so- don't go in expecting Honest Thief. But no. It's intense. If but, you weren't oh, a fan of Honest Thief, please go oh, and watch Midnight Express instead. As far as prison movies go, it's probably one of the best. If not the best. Let's just promote. Yeah, let's please. <laughs> yes. The Midnight Express. But yeah, let's but, wrap up my yeah, plot. Yeah, like, wrapping up your plot. I, I know you didn't give me points for that, but I'll give you two points for this, for saying that he goes to jail because that's sort of inferred. And okay. Annie goes to visit him because, again, that's inferred. Okay. So, yeah, oh, right. I was like, well, that's, that's your prerogative. That's that's good enough for me. So with that, you scored a and total. Don't forget to add in my extra half point. Oh, Kieran, come on! What do you take me for an amateur? Of course, I added in your extra point. Don't you worry. Half point. Don't you worry, your pretty little head. It is all taken care of here. Oh, good. The points are all taken care of. By the way, I've got I've written a note here that just says. Kieran has been suffering from John Wick itis, expecting a very different movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you got twenty nine and a half points. There we go. So not quite you. You got uh, about six points more than me, or five and a half more points than me. I mean, my maths is not good. Let's let's ignore my <laughs> let's, maths. Let's just move on. Yeah, uh, six and a half points. Yeah, you, you got six and a half more points than me, but I think you got some elements that I certainly didn't get, even though I sort of felt like I got some elements that you didn't get. You did, you did. Um, it was still pretty close. You got a lot of what was in the trailer. That was a lot yes. of your strength. My foundation was the trailer. Yes, yes. And uh, a lot of the beginning of the movie you called pretty much pretty much beat for beat. So everything that I was smug about actually getting right <laughs> was stuff that was in the trailer yes. that you missed. Yes. Uh, it's like I didn't watch the trailer properly and then I just went guessing and then- I, Yeah, you know, that's right. As was your tradition at that point a, in that a, show. A blind squirrel finds a nut every now and again, you know? Yeah. And, and you just, you looked at Road the trailer. The Even trailer, though you yeah. only saw uh, the trailer once, you kind of got the information from the trailer, got your points yes, from right. there. But when it came to the ending of the movie, it kind of all unraveled for you. I was like, oh, Kieran, Kieran, yeah. what's going on I was here? hoping for like a dramatic action movie. Yeah. You clearly expected a different movie, which is yes. really interesting. It may impact my thoughts on the movie. Now- so now, Matty D, now that we've found out how well you did with predicting Honest Thief, what are your honest thoughts about Honest Thief? All right. You've no, seen the movie twice. Yes, I've seen the movie twice. And just to preface this whole conversation, in our best and worst of 2020 episode, we both claim that Honest Thief was one of the most forgettable movies of 2020. Is that still the case? Have and we come boy, around to it? Boy, does that hold true. Because oh, okay. When Never I, mind. Because when I went to watch this movie again, I was like, have I seen this movie? Yeah. I must have seen this movie because- it was a movie I actually forgot that we covered. It, yeah, me too, me too. I, I was getting it confused with other movies, and I was like, huh. And then when I watched the movie, it was all coming back for me. But even now, you can probably hear in this in this episode, yeah. I, I'm forgetting plots of uh, I'm I'm forgetting bits of this movie. And I guarantee you, by next week or by the end of the week, I'll have forgotten the entire thing. Mm. Uh, yes. It is a very forgettable movie, and but is it a good movie? I, is it a bad movie? What I, are your thoughts there? I really. <laughs> I know it's always interesting to either really love something or really hate something, but this was just so inoffensive and so vanilla that I've got mm. literally no opinion of it at all. None. Right. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's good. It's just 
Bleh. It's like someone asked you to review a, a piece of toast with yes. nothing on it. You're yes. like you're not going to complain about the bread because exactly. you know you're getting toast. Exactly. It's it's like yeah. It's like it's like how's this porridge? It's porridge. There's no sugar or honey in it. It's a movie. It didn't do anything crazy. It didn't do anything really dumb or bad. It was just. And we were right in that everything that was in the trailer played out in the movie yeah. the exact same way. Yeah, I want to. I want to say something about it because I feel like sure, I've got okay. no opinions of it at all. Literally none. I but I I, I did like that they made it kind of realistic-ish, like Annie Ish, kind yeah. of had a little bit more strength to push back against Tom and, you know, they didn't believe Tom straight away and there was a lot of things like that. They they took it seriously, so, yeah, you know, the, the FBI agents weren't all, you know, terrible people or, like, one-note people and... So, so you, what you're saying is it was realistic enough and it took itself seriously enough that it wasn't just another dumb action movie yeah. that you're sort of laughing at. Yeah, yeah. Well, it definitely wasn't that. But I, I kind of like that. You know, in these in these movies, usually, you know, the girl's just like, woo, go kill the people. And she's yeah, just right. like, no, I'm not cool with the fact that you're a, you know, and she, took, she had to take time to kind of like come to terms with that. I appreciated that. Yeah. They were talking about life decisions and it took them time to kind of get used to living, you know, together. I appreciated that, you know. They're a realistic depiction of middle-aged divorced people <laughs> who were getting into I'm a relationship. Pulling at straws. My favorite character was the dog. Yeah, that's right. I don't remember the dog's name. Yeah. But yeah, the the dog was fun to see. This Maya's was, dog. This was vanilla man. Um, yeah. really really average. Would you recommend people watch it? It's so hard to say. I no. I I would if somebody came up to me and said would you recommend I watch Honest Thief? My first question, even though I watched it twice and reviewed it and did an episode, two episodes about it, I'd be like, what's that? Leave me some movie. Huh? Not Taken? Uh, oh, I don't think I've seen it. I guarantee you I'll say that. No, I don't recommend people watch it. There you go. Do you want to hear my thoughts on yeah, the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, quite like you, I'd forgotten almost everything about this movie since I'd seen it. It had been about two years since I'd seen it, so I was actually quite interested to see what my take would be watching it a second time. I knew that I wouldn't be surprised by any of the plot elements, and I don't remember enjoying the movie enough the first time to be like have any moment that I'd be looking forward to rewatching it a second time. But I was really curious, sitting down a second time to watch it, to see how long it could hold my attention for. Yeah. Because one thing I remember about my first viewing was that I found the movie really boring. It was, yeah. And it took exactly 16 minutes of watching the movie. So I had spent all weekend watching movies, and then with the exception of Honest Thief, every other movie I was watching, I was watching for the first time, or maybe the second time. And they were all two-hour-plus movies, and they held my attention the whole time. I was on the edge of my seat. I was excited to see what happened next. At no point in Honest Thief was I ever excited to find out what happens in the next scene or what happens to any of the characters. Do you want to throw some titles of what movies you're watching, just in case anyone's interested? Ah, uh, well, okay. I just to a- see what, what Honest Thief is contending with. I watched a Robert Altman movie from the early 90s called The Player, which is about a, a sort of like a satirical exploration of Hollywood writing and, uh, like forcing happy endings into movies that don't really need them. Oh, wow. And I thought that was really Topical. great. It was over two hours and I thought it was fantastic. And I rewatched A Shot in the Dark, which is the third movie in the Pink Panther franchise. I saw it once when I was younger and I was watching it again for a second time. And had practically gr- for the first time. Practically. Yeah. For the first time, basically, as an adult. And enjoyed that movie uh, very much. Big fan of at least the first couple of movies in that franchise. But yeah, this movie, I watched it in isolation. It was the only movie I watched that day and it couldn't hold my attention beyond 16 minutes. And it wasn't like intentionally, I was just like, all right, I'm going to wait until I get bored and do something else. I started doing something else and then realized I wasn't watching the movie and was like, (laughs) shit. So I rewound 
and had to rewatch the scenes that I'd missed again. Happened to me three times throughout uh, watching yeah, the movie. It happened to me as well. I'd miss like plot elements because I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. So like I started looking at my phone, I started writing notes for the movie, and then just realized I wasn't paying attention to the movie. And I look up and I'd be like, how long have I not been watching for? Which is a really bad sign for a movie like this. Now, to the movie's credit, quite like you said, there's nothing in this movie that is objectively bad or objectively bad, whichever the word may be. There's nothing in it that we would look at and go, that is so stupid, I can't believe they did that, and that's just such bad writing. There's no bad acting in this movie. No, the acting's fine. Everything is just complete vanilla, straight-laced, fine. There's nothing exciting going on in the movie at all. Like, they shoot at each other, no one gets hit, no one really dies except for, you know, Sam Baker and, and Hall. They die, but it's not exciting. And uh, I do want to point out one scene that I thought was quite bad, though. When uh, <laughs> when Tom blows up Niven's house, that has to be like one of the fakest looking explosions I've seen in recent years. Yeah, like, that did look bad. The CGI fire on the house looked like, you know, a child did it in Windows Movie Maker back in the early 2000s. Also, the gunfight looked pretty bad as well. Yeah, I that's mean, right. This movie didn't have a lot of money behind it. Clearly, well, $30 million. So, yeah, clearly not. But yeah, it's it's not good enough for me to recommend to anybody, and it's not bad enough for me to say it's a terrible movie. It's just right down the middle. It's boring, it's bland, it's vanilla, which is why I'm going to say, ultimately, no, don't bother with this movie. It's not going to be anybody's cup of tea. Yeah, if you want this kind of movie, you can get your fix elsewhere. Absolutely. Know? There's better Liam Neeson movies. There's better action movies. There's better... What's the movie Thief instead? There you go. It's the exact same plot done a million times better. <laughs> Please, everybody watch Michael Mann's Thief instead of watching Honest Thief, and you'll have a, a, an intensely better time than you would this one. So now that we've said all of that, Matty D, let's throw it out to the audience. Dear audience, are you unlucky enough to have sat through Honest Thief? Maybe you saw it in the cinemas. <laughs> and do you have an opinion on it? We might get an angry letter from Liam Neeson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Liam Neeson's I'm the only other person who saw this movie. We I know heard that what you said. Yeah, he does that whole, you know, I'll find you and I'll kill you. I'm coming for you. Yeah, just stole your thunder. But anyway, if you have any opinions at all beyond like, yeah, I saw it, you can let us know. At <laughs> Please give us some opinions. At several places, you can find us on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com, or you can just simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. Right, now that we've finished talking about Honest Thief, now that we've, forget it. we've emptied our storage units of Honest Thief, Very nice. let's like discuss that. what we're going to be predicting the plot of next week. Matty D, are you excited to return to the superhero well yet again? If I leave the superhero well, then I can get excited about getting back into the superhero well. Okay, so you're saying you're not excited because we haven't left that well yet. <laughs> so we only talked about Black Adam last week. So we're, as I teased when we did that episode, we're returning back to superheroes. We talked about DC last time, so it's only fair that we talk about Marvel this time. Fair. And this time, we're going to be talking about a movie that I have no idea what's going to happen in whatsoever. Spoilers for next week. Oh, I know what we're covering. I this have, is a big one. I have no idea what's this gonna is going to be so hard. happen in this goddamn movie because next week we're talking about the upcoming MCU adventure. Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I am so glad we are doing this together because... Yes, we are team up to do this one. Typically, Marvel movies, Marvel trailers don't give away anything. No. Because they don't need to. And what's going to happen in this movie? Yeah, their lead actor is, they, is dead. Yeah. So, the Black Panther himself is not going to be in the movie. So, what's going to happen in a movie called Black Panther where Black Panther doesn't appear in it? How are they going to explain that he's gone, given that he was alive at the end of uh, Avengers Endgame? Did he have a heart attack? We're going to have to discuss this all next week. Oh, we've got our work cut out for us. We absolutely do. We're going to have to spend a week just doing research just to have some vague idea of what might actually happen in the movie. So, yeah, please, if you have any ideas yourself, please send them in to us before next week. We'd love to know. We'll just steal your ideas and claim them as our own. (laughs) We will, yes. 
So, until we return next week for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Catch you then. <laughs> I'm coming for you. <laughs>